Mock. Gang. What was that? <laughs> this is Jason. This is Kailani. And you're here for the Worm for the Night podcast, episode 32. We are back from a bit of a hiatus. Yes. A mid-season break. Sure. A long one. A winter hibernation. We Yes, indeed. We are in California where we are surrounded by rain and tornadoes. <laughs> Only thing we're missing is a hurricane and an earthquake at the moment. Yeah. Although there was a minor yeah, there one was the other one day. At North, yeah. yeah, you don't do too well in the earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I've been through a couple of earthquakes with you. You get rather shocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's a new thing. Do you remember the 89 earthquake? Were you old enough? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, like vividly. Yeah, so do I. It was pretty traumatic, actually. It was, very. Yeah. Enough yeah. to have scarred me for like the last 30-something years. So maybe that's what my reaction is. Yeah, well, well played. Well played. <laughs> and that was during the World Series, too. The A's and Giants. The Bay Bridge uh, collapsed during the World Series. Unbelievable. Anyways. Yeah. Off to brighter topics. <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of things. It's been a while since we've been on the air. We've seen a lot of things, too. Recently, we watched Creed Three. Yeah. What did you think of the third installment in the Creed franchise? I was impressed. You liked it better than the other two? Not the first one, no. The first one's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Because of Rocky. It's okay yeah. to say that. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Am I coaching you? I feel like I'm coaching no, you. No, you're not. I just, that's my personal opinion. Okay. So we saw the new one. I was actually fairly impressed by it. I didn't think I was going to like it without Stallone's presence, but it turned out to be better than the second one, I mm, thought. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I thought it moved better than that. I think I liked the villain in this one. Yeah. The storyline was okay. At least they, they, they're starting to separate themselves from the Rocky movies. Right. At now least. I wonder how the next one's going to be. There's definitely going to be an next one, No, too. for sure. Yeah, you were into the fight scenes at the end, huh? Yeah. I know, because you were like biting your nails and... Yeah, I was really... Because, you know, you just kind of... what you, you weren't sure who you wanted to win. You felt for both of them. Like, and then I was fighting with myself. Like, I think I'm going to be happy either way. (laughs) I will say that the the ending is never truly in doubt, but there is a moment where I thought, huh, maybe they do go against the grain here and do something special. Have you believed maybe that the bad guy isn't the bad guy? Which by the end of the movie, he isn't really the bad guy. He's just kind of a lost soul, I'd say. Right. That's no spoiler. That's just kind of given away in the previews as well. But highly recommend Creed 3. Yeah, for sure. Very surprised at that one. It didn't feel long either. No, which is nice. You know, we've we keep talking about movies that are over two, two fifteen, and it's just it's it's laborious to get to the. I want to see the new John Wick this weekend. I know you have zero interest in it, and it makes it even harder to convince you when I tell you that it's almost three hours long. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's it's a hard sell. Well, it's okay if you want to go by yourself. You used to go all the time. Yeah, I know, but I'm tired of going to movies that are three hour plus. And I've seen a slew of them in recent months with Avatar and Babylon. This Black Panther movie's 245. I mean, there's a lot of long movies. I mean, Avatar is worth it, I think. Even that had slow parts, though. Yeah. So it's Or things that they could have cut out. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, everything has as ebbs and flows, but... I'm thankful that they kept this Creed movie under the two-hour running time, which is the first one in the series. And it did feel a lot fleeter than the others. Yeah. You had me watch a pretty good documentary the other day on Hulu called, what was it called? What? Who Killed Ron Rowe? Wrong. wrong. On all counts, it's called (laughs) Who Killed Ronnie Wong. Oh, okay. That would be a different movie you were suggesting. (laughs) 
<laughs> with a whole different cast of characters. This documentary was on Hulu. It's a two-parter that you were watching, right? Mm-hmm. And you were pretty into, right? Uh, for sure. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was doing other things. And then you passed out one night while you were watching it. Yeah. And then I watched the end. I know. And I got upset because I, I had to watch it the next day. And then I had to commiserate with you my thoughts on the entire documentary. I'm the worst with these kind of things, admittedly, because you'll get into it. And then I come in 75% <laughs> of the way in and want a full rundown in two minutes of what has happened so far. Because <laughs> you know it's a lot of filler in these things. Yeah, for sure. And I'm kind of getting tired of documentaries that are downbeat in the sense that I like how, when it's all about how they figured out the crime and how the, the tactics and the, the criminal versus the police mentality. I'm not really all that interested in miscarriages of justice documentaries, mm. uh, like making a murder or things like that. I, I find them to be uh, depressing and kind of a waste of time. I don't know. You have to be in the mood for it. But I, I know what you mean. You know it's, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like one of the least ones I want to watch. I'd rather watch the Dateline episodes with you because at least those have concise endings. Yeah. There, there's, it's cut and dried ending most and of the time. Great host. Lester Holt's the man. I mean, sir, and so is the woman. I forgot her name, but she's awesome. And um, then the other elder man, I don't know his name. Sometimes I wonder if he's all there, though. You <laughs> like the entire team. I do. Yeah, you're a huge Dateline fan. It's unbelievable. I think most people are secretly, and um, <laughs> they watch those as pretty regularly. I want to bring up something that you asked me the other night. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you meant it sincerely. Do you recall what it was? Wait, which time? Because <laughs> you say so many sincere things to me, right? I do, all the time. You had an interesting take on sleep. Yeah. What, I still think it's true. I don't know if it's a true or false <laughs> thing, but you just you asked me a question. Do you want to... Tell the listeners what you proposed to me. I said, is good sleep an illusion? Like, you know, because there's like a whole like grocery aisle of just sleep aid stuff for people. So like it's an oasis, like it doesn't actually exist. Right. We're all just chasing it, hoping to get it. And I responded, no, it absolutely exists. (laughs) Passionately you did. Passionately. Well, people that have good sleep habits. (laughs) Yeah. Which you do not. Okay. And admittedly, mine could be better as well. But there's certain people that will turn off all lights hours before they go to bed, you know, not look at screens, uh, do all the things outlined in Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, uh, that you and I, or I listen to it more than you, but you're still of the principle that less sleep and, you know, I like when you throw the Schwarzenegger line back at me. <laughs> I can sleep when I'm dead. You have, you can mm-hmm. sleep for six hours and we're, you know, all these other hours. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that worked out for Schwarzenegger, whose blood was thicker than shit because he was on EPO and every steroid under the fucking sun, so he had to get up. Why do you think The Rock's doing fucking 4 a.m. cardio? I guarantee you he's napping at 9 a.m. No, he's already eating his second meal. Yeah, <laughs> You think DJ ain't taking naps throughout the day? I'm Maybe. That man looks like an ox. He's 50 years old. It's not right. I'm concerned about The Rock. I hope somebody's monitoring his blood pressure at all I times. I mean, I had imagined so. And he looked as he looked almost purple when he was at the Oscars presenting the other night. You think so? And what was strange was that about that because of the suit he was wearing? I, you know what I thought too about the presenters at the Oscars is that he arguably, maybe outside of Harrison Ford, was like the biggest star that presented there. I mean, in terms of the box office that he brings in, his international recognition, he might be the biggest one. That hosted, not the nominees, but I mean, out of all the presenters, because it was a pretty 
lackluster group of presenters, even though Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, it was cool to see them. But I can't really think of anybody else that showed up. Maybe Halle Berry. Um, Lady Gaga. But even that, I mean, what was the deal with the rendition for the Top Gun song? Did she purposely murk that? That was awful. I loved that song. And that was a terrible rearrangement of it. I did not appreciate that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was the one in the room telling everyone this is going to win the fucking Oscar. This is the best song out of the bunch. And she comes out and gives it the old karaoke shot. (laughs) You don't agree with me? No, I don't. Well, we're a long way from the topic of sleep, huh? She took off all her glamour. She really went into that song. That's, I mean, that's how I look at it. She went up there. She came. She showed up to the place all glammed up. And she came on stage with nothing on her face and just who she was. How brave. It's serious. For somebody who is an idol, it is. It's very brave. I'm, she's a... She's, she's courageous. Be nice. She's courageous. Okay, let's not talk about <laughs> the picture you showed me before we went on air. I'm I'm walking into the room. You're like just staring at this picture. Hey, babe, did he just look so good? No, I showed Stallone. you a picture of Stallone and Demolition Man. I said, look how cut he was in this picture. It is an Instagram picture. And you look at me and go, have you just been looking at that picture the whole time I was out of here? And I have no problem admitting you I have. It's like a piece of art. I have no problem with that. No shame in this game. Okay. Speaking of muscular <laughs> physiques, what did we watch last night? American Idol. American Greedy. American Greetings? <laughs> greetings, America. You're not even close. Keep American going. American Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. It's called American Gladiators. Do what, mm-hmm. I, For anybody... Please, if you're out there listening to this, just hit 15 seconds back on this podcast and listen to all the names she gave you that weren't American (laughs) Gladiators before we hit upon this one. Uh, But yes, we did find an American Gladiators episode. I needed to to introduce you to this iconic thing that I grew up with that was a part of my Saturday night rituals when I was preteen even. And I, I, I can't believe you had never even heard of this show. No. Our age gap isn't that great that you should not have known about this. But our lives are very different. Okay, well, the the thing is this. You obviously weren't watching USA Up All Night. I was not. So these, this used to play probably at around 11 p.m. on the West Coast here on whatever the affiliate was. It was like so in syndication. It wasn't even on a real channel. You had to like flip around and so find it. So why are you it. so surprised that I don't know about because it? Because anybody worth their shit knew about American Gladiators. There was a toy line, I think some cereal. There was books written about it. They had posters. Long story short, were you not entertained in the words of Gladiator? Yeah, it was okay. That's not going to be enough. <laughs> it was all right. I mean, I didn't dislike it. Would I choose it on the nights that I'm allowed to choose? No. I chose last night, and yeah. I chose Gladiators, and I'm going to tell you what. I enjoyed every fucking minute of it. We watched season two, episode one. One of the contestants was from the Bay Area, from Oakland, in fact, very close to us. I was supporting him even though he got fucking creamed because the other contestant, the other male contestant was uh, a New York fucking juice head, some guy from Jersey who was roided out of his fucking gore and was five foot seven, 215 pounds mm-hmm. and built like a refrigerator and, and really ran through the competition there. Yeah. Uh, really smoked the other guy. Uh, I thought it was pretty entertaining though. I didn't know he was from Jersey. I, I believe that's what they said in the beginning. Oh, I that, thought it was Santa Ana, California. 
maybe I just imposed the jersey because he had the jersey look. <laughs> Did he not look like he was from Jersey? No. I'm telling you, that guy was born maybe in Hoboken. Maybe I'm thinking of something. The one with the long hair, the red long hair. That was a female. This guy had curly black hair. Oh, it was black hair? <laughs> yes, it was black hair. <laughs> Other things that we've been watching recently, uh, the reboot of Night Court. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's better than the reboot of Night Court? Yeah, Night Court. The original? Yeah. Yeah, well, you answered it right. Yeah, Night Court. (laughs) Because we've been watching the original Night Court as well. Yeah. It's... It's uh, it's way it's slower, right? It's got a different like slow vibe to it. I never liked Night Court when I was a kid. I thought it was like an adult show for some reason. I mean, I popped in every now and then. Yeah, it was on. It would come on after other things, and I always knew Bull, and there was some jokes and Harry the Magician, uh, Judge. But I never watched it consistently as a kid, yeah, even in I. reruns. And the weird thing is, a show that I did watch a lot because my dad did was Taxi. And um, do you remember Taxi with Tony Danza mm-hmm. and other ones like Sanford and Son and Chico and the Man? My dad used to watch those as well. So those were kind of in play a lot at our house, but we never really watched Night Court. So rewatching these with you has been um, fun. I always liked John Larroquette. He's just, he's a prick and he just seems like a perfect prick, right? Yeah. And on the new version, they've rewritten his character. I don't particularly, now he's the defense attorney as opposed to being the prosecuting attorney. Right. And they've softened him up a bit. Really? I think he's trying to still play the same character. I, I guess. I, first of all, he just shows what a pro he is because he carries that new version. Yeah. Uh, he really does. I mean, without in the old version, he there's a lot more support for him, uh, even though he clearly becomes the star of that show. But it's just funny to watch a version from 40 years ago and then the version now, even though the version now is popular. Yeah. You liked the girl on it, right? She was on a different show? Yeah, she was on uh, Big Bang. Which you thought was funny. Yeah, she was pretty hilarious in that one. I'm not sure if I like her as who she is. <laughs> I bet she's going to cry when she hears this. I mean, you know, I think I liked her character in Big Bang Theory. All right, another show that we watched, or another movie that we watched, was The Whale. Oh, yes. Mm. Now, Trevor, on the last podcast we did Oscar predictions, predicted that The Whale... Would Brendan Fraser would win, and that it should take you know it should have been nominated for best picture and director and all the categories. I thought he was out of his mind. We watched. I gotta agree with him. This is amongst the best pictures of the year. Brilliantly acted, directed, beautifully written. Really, uh, a movie that deserves to be seen at least twice, if not more. I think this is a very rich experience. I think a lot of metaphors and themes can be picked up on that are maybe even hidden on first viewing because you don't know exactly where the story is going. But ultimately, very powerful. And yeah. The, very impressive, I thought. Very. And um, to see Brendan Fraser in that, acting with his eyes and in lumbered movements, was a, it wasn't a joke. I thought it was going to... When I saw the, the preview or not even the preview, the poster, it kind of looked like Fat Bastard from Austin Powers, you know, in the big fat right. scene. And that's why I wasn't really like, ooh, I really don't know if I want to watch that movie. In the end, it kicked ass. Seriously, though. If you guys haven't seen it out there, we highly recommend The Whale. It's uh, amongst the year's best films. I'm surprised... It got left out of the nominations. For sure. I kind of I kind of think that Brendan Fraser does talk with his eyes. I think that's just who he is as a person. I don't even know if that was really acting. I think Brendan Fraser has sad eyes. Yeah. Like Nicolas really, Cage has. Do you know what I mean? There's a certain sadness yeah, but, in their eyes. But there's it's a different sad, sadness for Nicolas Cage. He's, he's, Brendan Fraser has a kinder 
sad eyes. Yeah. Nicholas Cage has darker sad eyes. Yeah. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't mean that like in a literal term. I mean that like what comes off of their persona. Right. Um, Frasier, I, I can't imagine playing, you know, the roles that Fra- Cage has and vice versa, really. But this was tailor-made for, for Frasier. And yeah. I'm surprised. I, I know it's a play. and I'm be curious to see who else does it on stage and how well they do it because – Obviously, you have to project more. It's not as intimate as the film acting would be. And it's it's literally in one area. It's one, yeah. It's and one set basically. You're not bored with it. Yeah. No, that's that's a, a masterful directing by Darren Aronofsky, who hit and miss. I don't really like a lot of his work. Um, Black Swan was was okay, but some of the other ones are are not my favorite. How about the fact that we've been struggling to find somewhere warm to go? Anyone out there that's listening that's got some uh, suggestions, let us know. Everybody's going to Hawaii. Well, everyone on the West Coast is. I mean, on the East Coast, people go to the Bahamas and Florida and things like that. Right. I'm down to go to Florida, but it just seems like a long time to get there. We would need like a good solid 10 days. <laughs> not, <laughs> not to get there, just to spend there. Yeah. Uh, two of those days are going to be traveling. I don't know if I want to spend 10 days in Florida because I never know when a hurricane's come. People in the East Coast are freaked out about earthquakes and shit like that. I mean, it is crazy that the earth does move, split open, swallows things, but whatever. Over there, they got fucking hurricanes that knock down buildings and crazy shit like that, right? Yeah. Fucking tornadoes, flooding. I mean, it's just sad. What? The world or nature? It's just that they always get hit with those horrible hurricanes and stuff. Yeah. You know, I just, it, it's just, I don't think that's fair. It's geography. It is I know. It is. I know. It's just sad. Well, on that beautiful note, we're going to wrap up this episode. I want to thank you all for joining us. Is uh, anything else you want to get on the air tonight? What do you think about Goldberg's now that it's leaving? I think that this last two seasons has been le- limping to a conclusion. I think that they've lost too many of their main characters, including Brian Callen as coach when they tried to spin that show off. And it's now a shell of itself that just keeps repeating. The kids are way too old to be playing themselves. This show should have gone off the air four years ago. Yeah. If I'm being, and this show used to touch me to the point where I was like crying yeah. or getting teared up in like early episodes, early seasons. And now it's, it's just limping to its conclusion. So I hope it goes off gracefully because in May it's done. I don't think any of these people are going to have any other type jobs. The mom already has another. Well, besides her. Well, Judd Hirsch isn't hurting. I mean, yeah. the grandfather's already Oscar nominated this year. But the kids, no, I can't imagine that they're going to be popping up in anything. But they got that syndication money. They ain't hurting. Yeah. I wonder. You wonder years? <laughs> well, guys, that's going to wrap up tonight's show. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode. This is Jason. This is Kailani. We'll be back with you soon. Thank you.